You're listening to Clarence Street Stories, the podcast about and for Dunleary in Clarence Street, the oldest part of the town. I'm Aileen O'Mara and with me today is Owen Costello. Owen, what's your title? Introduce yourself for me. That's a very good question. I think I'm the digital connector for Dunleary. I, I run the co-working space here called Peer Connect, which is a partnership with Bank of Ireland. And really, my whole hope about Dunleary Town is to help it reinvent itself through the digital channel. And you say we're here, you know, in Peer Connect. We're yeah. over the Bank of Ireland, basically, Correct. aren't we? Opposite Dunn stores. Yeah, it's a very exciting model. Towns like Dunleary are full of empty space above the, the street level. And Bank of Ireland spoke to us when it was part of the Business Improvement District and said, look, how can we use two floors in our building which are currently un- underutilised? So what we do is we put uh, co-workers and uh, small up-and-coming digital businesses into this space and then the membership fee they pay for being here goes directly into the digital activities of, say, D- Digital Dunleary, which I'm the project manager for, and then the Dunleary Town website, which we've got an exciting new version being launched soon. So Digital Dunleary, tell me what that is for people who don't know what it is already. Yeah, so I was CEO of Startup Ireland for a number of years, and what I could see was that uh, while we can have exciting high-growth startups creating jobs, uh, explosive startups, they will often end up in clusters like in the the Docklands or even in, in hubs like in Nova UCD. That doesn't help small you know, towns like Dunleary, which have a, a very traditional footprint of businesses. So these exciting new startups aren't going to locate in towns like Dunleary. So as a local resident and as, as kind of my Dunleary is my hometown, I was thinking, well, look, how can I, with my expertise and experience, help my hometown move into the 21st century? So that was uh, why I, I kind of approached what was then the Business Improvement District and said, look, can we get a, a kind of a digital layer going here of the activities? Can we help not only to try and attract digital companies into the town, but can we help the traditional businesses that are here leverage the digital channel? Uh, can we help get them into the, to the, the digital economy? Um, so that was really very much the genesis of Digital Dunleary. And we were very lucky in that Minister Mary Mitchell O'Connor agreed to be the honorary patron of Digital Dunleary. She's been very supportive of our initiative. And we're now at a point where, we, with the, the, the revenues from the Peer Connect co-working space, we're able to power on with a big programme of events for later in 2019, and then a kind of fully new, uh, revamped version of the Dunleary Town website. I suppose the goal of the Dunleary Town website is to help again with that mission of the traditional Mm. small business in the town getting much more visibility for their operations on the web. Yeah. And so, like you said, a new website. In terms of it being a space for digital companies, what are the advantages that Dunleary brings, do you think? Well, look, you know, we've just had an extraordinary weekend where Dunleary Town was the centre of the universe uh, this weekend. Not only did we have the Red Bull cliff diving competition, which drew spectacular crowds and had really leveraged the harbour to the full of its its capabilities with massive screens and a very, very large, catered for a very large audience. 
We also then at the other end of the harbour had the drifting uh, competition all weekend where you've got these high-performance cars roaring around uh, in the former parking area of the ferry companies and wedged in between those was a fun fair for the kids. So like literally within five-minute walking distance you had pretty much everything any age group could hope for. And the sun was shining. It's always sunny in Dunleary. You just have to wait long enough. (laughs) So, you know, Dunleary Town, that's the kind of thing that attracts highly creative people. They want to be in an environment where they can go out at lunchtime and be inspired while they're walking on the pier. They want to be in an environment where after work they can even go down to the lexicon and sit there uh, and and soak up the environment there. So Dunleary Town is very attractive to creatives, to digital natives. But I suppose what Dunleary Town struggles with is it doesn't have enough space. It doesn't have enough of the the kind of... um, repurpose space as well so I suppose the the great news on that front is that people like say Chad Gilmer who's uh, the chairman of our digital HQ not-for-profit company running this space he's opened uh, he's he's really a poster child for the future Mm -hmm. of Irish towns what he's doing because he's he's taken a fairly large former retail space which had been vacant for quite a period of time and he's repurposed it into a really exciting, uh, highly specced uh, co-working space for at least 100 professionals. Now, those professionals are sandwiched in between lots of traditional businesses who will now benefit from that footfall. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of take that further on, and if you think about the current use of shop le- street-level space across Ireland, it's been traditionally retail. We all know what's happening with that. But what... The exciting possibility here is is taking what Chad's done with the glass houses and thinking, you know, how many more units in just Dunleary Town alone are currently vacant or are like the Bank of Ireland space currently potentially available and repurposing those into cool and different and trendy co-working spaces for, for creatives and digital people, getting them into the town and then helping, you know, create the footfall. And it's not just footfall because... Red Bull is fantastic. The drifting competition was fantastic. The fun fair is fantastic. But the capture rate for the main street is what matters, mm-hmm. not the footfall. So again, it's a bit like you know people coming off the dart. You could have 100,000 people using the dart in Dunleary, but less than 2 to 3% of those people are actually going to stop in Dunleary and make a purchase. So it's the capture rate from the footfall that's, that's really important. I suppose that highlights one of the, the challenges of Dunleary Town. We have a two-tier town, many people would feel. You've got a, an amazingly vibrant seafront, which this weekend really leveraged to the full potential. Significant $55 million investment has gone into that seafront in the last seven years. With the pavilion and the lexicon and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and listen, they're wonderful, wonderful, right wonderful open spaces. Yeah. You know, People's Park, um, the Pier Walk. You could have 5,000 people uh, on a Saturday going on the Pier Walk. You have the covering over the metals, which has created this lovely kind of promenade area with outdoor eating. Um, The new baths will be coming on soon. And then another 10 million spent on the new baths. Um, So, you know, the seafront in Dunleary has really benefited in the last 10 years from from public sector investment. And I suppose, you know, the, the, the business sector of the town, which ultimately pays the eight million plus in rates a year, which, you know, goes towards making these fantastic public facilities available, you know, it hasn't really seen the same investment, yeah. you know. So I suppose that if there was any area where looking to the future, you know, Dunleary has a very good tourism offering, has a very good family offering. 
But really, when it comes to supporting the business base and the jobs of the future, we need to say, what can we do in terms of public investment in public spaces to benefit the centre of our town? Mm-hmm. Because it has, it has, like you say, a two-tier town. <laughs> There's almost like two Dunleary's. There's the one down, I guess I say, by the East Pier, the Marine Dunleary, which on like a day like this, I came up from the dark and came out from the dark from Black Rock and said, wow, it's just stunning here today but then you come up onto the street and basically you have that combination of uh, like you say empty shop fronts and maybe needing more public investment like you say into into the look of the town but Chad's I mean what Chad is doing the glass houses is really a sign of what can be done isn't it with someone with just innovation entrepreneurial flair and imagination and like you say a lot more could be done there as well because Dunleary isn't, isn't the only town struggling like this with the Huge retail um, changes. So, probably a hard question to ask you on, but five years' time, your vision for Don Leary. Is it to have this, like, not just digital uh, companies, but just small companies? I mean, a lot of what, what Chad has down there are not all digital companies, but they're all small companies working off the internet, needing good high-speed broadband, and wanting to be in a place that's easy to get to, because that's the other thing, Don Leary's on the dark, which is fantastic as well, mm-hmm. you know. Is that the future of the town? Is that what you see, imagine it, in five years' time? Because it is a town with such phenomenal history as well, it goes way Yeah, we, uh, when formerly with the Business Improvement District, we did a map of all the historical points of interest in the town, and there are 26 different uh, points of interest in the town going back to 1750. Um, Mm -hmm. Beats an anonymous uh, office block or an office park any day, doesn't it? Absolutely. So, you know, you've got all the layers. Uh, You've got the historical layer, which is of huge interest to creative people. You've got the amenities layer. You mentioned the public transport. It's actually one of the best connected hubs between uh, buses and the DART and taxis in, in Dublin. So, you know, I don't personally have a vision for, for mm. Dunleary Town. I can tell you what I wish would happen. What I would love to see happen is that at the moment, the, the prime use of space at the street level and like if you think about our street level, George's Street, it's probably a record in Ireland because if you walk from People's Park through the town right to the other end up to uh, the, the College Road. of Further Education right. and beyond, a little bit beyond York Road, that's 1.5 kilometres. Wow. That's a 25-minute walk. Do you know how many shop fronts there are in that 25-minute walk? 264 shop fronts. And now that includes Patrick Street as well. So if you think, you know, this town, like many Irish towns, was designed, you know, in the 18th and 19th century purpose. You know, little small shop fronts that extend all the way into the rear. Production is done at the rear, be it, you know, killing the pig or or even, you know, uh, they could probably have hen coops at the back of some of the shop areas. They're not really, you know, what the 21st century needs. So if you take the prime use of street level, those 264 shop fronts, in the 20th century, it was traditional retail, little bit of B2B services, be it solicitors, accountants. My sense is that within the next five to ten years, across Europe, the second highest use for street level former retail premises will be professional co-working spaces. It will be that kind of provision of different... Uh, vibrant co-working spaces that provide creators and not just digital but small business owners who don't want to work at home Mm -hmm. with a kind of a very flexible way of working in the heart of a town uh, that will benefit the local business community that is viable make them much more viable 
but then also reinvigorating the town, providing, you know, towns have to serve the needs of the people in the region. You know, if you look at the evolution of towns and cities going back five, six hundred years, they were initially a, a collection point for people to come and sell livestock and sell their produce, be it potatoes or whatever. Then as it evolved, they became centres for bureaucracy. You went and you, you paid your taxes there. And even up until 20, 30 years ago, you'd come down and pay your, your, your VHI or your PMPA, as it was then. That was the reason, mm. one of the reasons for a town. And, and now, banking, yeah. And banking. So, you know, we now, have, with the digital age, the town has to change. It's almost like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. As humans' needs evolve from food and security, towns, again, 500 years ago, were about security. We all get together. We get behind this big brick wall with big gates and make ourselves safe. And we then bring our livestock to market there. You know, as um, human uh, needs have evolved, the town has to reconfigure itself. Now, it's not easy. If you look at, say, I think it was the economist Schumpeter called it creative destruction, taking the town as it is now and the businesses that are currently no longer 21st century businesses leaving the townscape, we have to find a way to, to reshape the town. And again, using Maslow's hierarchy of needs... You know, as you move more towards actualization, you know, people, despite the fact we're more connected than ever, despite the fact you could have 700 friends on Facebook, a thousand followers on Twitter and endless WhatsApp messages, we are, as people, more in need of face-to-face human contact human contact than we ever were. Mm-hmm. And it's a really strange thing that while we have all these smartphone tools, people are more lonely than ever in, in urban environments. So... Towns provide the opportunity, be it the way the Lexington has done that, for event space, for... If you take an example from Kilkenny, one of the very large bank branches on the parade there in Kilkenny, uh, a number of years was repurposed into a big pub and leisure facility, or even St. Mary's Church on Henry Street. You know, the evolution of what people are, seek out to, to congregate, they don't want to necessarily congregate in churches all the time. They don't need banks, but... Those spaces are being repurposed uh, in many other places for to provide experiences, to provide reasons to, to gather. And then that, again, also has spillover benefits for traditional retail. So if you take that right down to the practical level, if you have a coffee shop in Dunleary, there's no reason why, if you're an amateur photographer, you can't host amateur photographer group uh, having, having a meet-up, etc. And then, again, just driving that footfall, driving the capture rate, um, if you even look at, say, the way Eason's has evolved in the face of the challenge from Amazon, they now have integrated coffee shops, so they're providing experience. You don't just go there to make a transactional purchase. They want you to browse. They want you to stay. They want you to have an experiential uh, mm. shopping experience. I think that's where Dunleary Town could really do fantastically well. Thanks, Owen Costello of Digital HQ for joining us today on Clarence Street Stories. Remember, we're always looking for stories around Dunleary. And do remember, we're on iTunes. You can find us there. And also, I'm on Twitter at Alien Amara.